Manimal here. It's Monday, June 19th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to update the AL West standings. We're going to go over the box scores from this weekend with Toronto, and we're going to preview with the Chicago game on Monday. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier, and I want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And don't forget to follow Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. And go check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Hey, all hey, one word. Joining, all one word. And joining me from uh, the show, the the location of the show I'm watching right now called Yellowstone, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. bull, out on the road again traveling. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on social? Well, technically, tonight I'm in Helena, Montana, on my way north to Glacier National Park for tomorrow, and then we'll work our way back for, uh, for a couple of days at, at Yellowstone National Park on, uh, uh, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even a little Thursday. I don't know. I told my mom I'd be back to get my dogs on Friday. So, uh, you know, but, uh, but we're doing good. We've had a good time so far. It's been tough to watch baseball up here in this, uh, uh, up here in the the big sky country. But uh, I've been I've been managing a little bit here and there, and and at least keeping up as much as I can on the uh, the uh, application for Major League Baseball. Um, but uh, you know, if you want to keep up with my travels this weekend, you can always uh, find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal Three Hundred. And uh, Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro, uh, whatever your favorite social media platform is, I've got that thing. So, so join me on whatever the one is that you like the most. Love it, love it. Well, uh, not a lot of time today for around the league, but we're going to cover just a tad bit of what's going on in the American League West. The Angels overtake the Astros for. Second place, uh, sitting a, a comfy four and a half games back from the Rangers. Astros struggling a little bit, but uh, there's some good teams in the West this year, man. It's a it's a very tough division this year. Yeah, outside of Oakland, who uh, we I think we all knew were going to struggle this year. Um, the rest of that division, everybody else is 500 or better, and uh, um, the, the Angels are playing good baseball right now. And while the Astros and Rangers aren't playing their best baseball, um, the Angels have taken advantage of that. And, you know, I mean, remember, it was real funny whenever the Rangers got swept by Seattle and Cincinnati. But it wasn't as funny this weekend, I don't think, for, for the, 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 the people down there in Anaheim. Yeah, the, uh, the American League or the National League Central uh, just having a field day with the American League West this year, it seems like, because we really had a struggle. with We, we were on the struggle bus with, uh, St. Louis as well, so uh, I don't know if we're catching all those know. I don't know. I mean, you took two out of three from the Cardinals. It wasn't like wasn't. I mean, well, but they did. The Cubs did get them a couple of times. The uh, Reds got them. They've still got Milwaukee, but they took two or three from Pittsburgh. So uh, 
you know, they've taken two series, lost two series. I guess the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, it'll be Milwaukee will decide how well the, the rubber match. Did against. Yeah, the rubber. Yeah, the rubber match. So, uh, and, and uh, yeah, the Angels hot. I mean, talk about hot, man. Shohei Otani, whom I am uh, not a fan of, but I definitely can respect his his game. I think he has 23 home runs. They still got uh, some bullpen problems, though, man. That, yeah, that, yeah, 23 that, home that, runs for, for Shohei Otani right now. That is, uh, man. Saturday, Saturday the uh, Royals came back at, from, what, 10-2, like that, mm-hmm. and, so yeah, they've still got they've still got their issues in their bullpen. While they're playing well right now, they've still, you know, they've struggled in certain areas. And uh, you know, right now though, they're playing pretty well, and uh, they've taken advantage of that. And you know, when, when Houston's Houston's really struggled, lost four in a row now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think I looked through their schedule, and only one time last year, the whole season, did they lose four in a row. And they've already done it a couple of times this year, so. Uh, uh, but anyway, you know, I mean, the the division is still looking good for the Rangers. Four and a half game lead. They've got a couple of games, a uh, couple of games in the win column in a row, and uh, you know they're going up into Chicago this week uh, with uh, with feeling pretty good about taking a series from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays this past weekend. Yeah, and let's talk about that first game of the – well, actually before that, one one real quick update on Jacob deGrom. Looks like we're uh, projecting for August of 2024. So not only will you have your summer blockbusters to go check out, but looks like Jacob deGrom will be back uh, in the barn in August of next year. So, so at least we kind of have an idea of what's going on there and uh, probably will – not have a whole lot of Degrom talk or Degrom watch for for a good while now. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm counting down the days. Like every day on the show, <laughs> I'll be like, "All right, that's just 421 more days until <laughs> so you know tomorrow will be 420, and we'll take care of that as we go." You know. Yep. So let's jump into that first game. Uh, the Rangers uh, dropped the first game of the series to the Blue Jays in a, in a really a pitching matchup uh, where Kevin Gossman uh, was definitely out there dealing on the mound for the Blue Jays. Uh, didn't get as many strikeouts as, uh, as he, as he has been getting this year. So the Rangers did give him a little bit of a tough time. Martin Perez was out there. Uh, looked like he had bounced back from uh, kind of a rough past few games. So that's a good sign, though he got the loss. Uh, definitely nothing wrong with that in the bullpen. Uh, held strong in this game as well. So um, not a whole lot to talk about in this game, aside from from really the pitching matchup. Maybe uh, Barlow kind of finding himself a little bit with that slider. Uh, the, we know the fastball velocity is down, but that slider seems to be uh, working really well for him. Well, yeah, and I think he's playing, you know, those pitches together and trying to work uh, with the velocity down, trying to work his fastball off of his off-speed stuff. Uh, I thought, I thought, looking at the box, I mean, obviously, I didn't get to watch a ton of Marty's uh, Marty Perez's start on Friday night, but I mean, looking at the box, it looked like he kept a minute all night long, and it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a a hit here or there away from you know, kind of getting things together. But, you know, they had a lot of chances. They they hit 
they hit nine times with runners in scoring position and they could have, you know, you know, they really could have put that thing, you know, mm-hmm. away early if they would have gotten a couple of hits. And, you know, that's the way it's kind of went a little bit for the Rangers these past couple of weeks. And, you know, I mean, it's looked like we were going to be in for a series of more of that stuff this week whenever uh, after Friday's game and you're sitting there thinking, man, all this team, they need a hit. Just they can get a hit right here, get a hit right here. And it just hasn't mm-hmm. happened for them. And, and you know, I mean – like when you look at it, a Leody Tavares home run is all the offense they had. Whenever they had nine guys in scoring yeah. position, you know, I mean, they they had what three walks, six hits. The you know, I mean, they were doing, they were getting guys on, getting guys over, but they just weren't getting guys in. And uh, you know, you'd like to see that go up, but again, I mean. Like they hit so well with runners in scoring position those first several months, actually the first what month and a half, full, mm-hmm. really of the full season. I mean, just every time they came up with runners in scoring position, it seemed like they got a hit. With two outs and runners in scoring position, it seemed like they got a hit. And I mean, now it's more like what baseball's really like, you know, where it's like there are nights where that doesn't just happen every time you come to the plate, every time that you're in a situation where you've got runners in scoring position that you get the hit that your club needs or whatever. So, uh, you know, like that coming back down to earth, but, uh, Leody is not, he's been having a really no. ter- terrific season. And, you know, he had a couple of home runs this weekend, not just the one on Friday. And, you know, you're, you're starting to see a lot of good things from, from different Rangers, every game, uh, where Friday, it was more the, the pitching side of the ball, where, you know, Perez was good. Barlow, like you said, I mean, Barlow's getting outs in the bullpen right now. That's all you can really ask for. Uh, he's got to be able to keep himself hydrated enough to not lose time uh, to, to kidney stones because I know those hurt. I know mm-hmm. that sucks. Um, Grant Anderson was good again on Friday. He's been really good all season long in every position that uh, Bochy's put him in. He's kind of succeeded at, and uh, you know that's a that's a position where they were trying to get him a W right there. Where you know, hey, you pitch the eighth inning, we score a run right here, and then we bring in Will Smith to close it down. It didn't happen that way. They bring Leclerc in in the ninth. Leclerc was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't. It, it it was his best outing of the weekend for sure, but he had a couple of scoreless innings this weekend, so that's good to see. Um, and just not a, not a ton to talk about, you know. Like they had hits, like I said, they had hits, they had runners in scoring position, but man, they had I mean just a bunch of guys that got left out there in scoring position, and uh, um, uh, you know sometimes it happens that way. The Blue Jays get him. Hats off to Gossman. He was good too. They, I mean, but I, I thought Perez was pitch for pitch just as good as Gossman on Friday night, and they had a real chance to win that game. And you know, a two-run home run is the difference in the game. You know, a two-runner, a two-run home run instead of a solo job. Yeah, well, when, if you look at the the base runners that the Rangers had, they had nine base runners, and they had nine runners in scoring position, meaning that every base runner that got on base was in scoring position and yeah. it just kind of, and, and I felt like too, though, I, I think that Friday was kind of that, like, like the far, like the pendulum swung all the way the other way where, you know, we've seen times this year where the Rangers, a lot of things went their way. 
Um, and that led to a lot of scoring with runners and scoring, you know, a lot of hits, a lot of circumstances where they got those runners in at record pace. And this, this game kind of felt like the pendulum swung as far the other direction as it possibly could. And you just knew at that point, it's got to start swinging back the other way. It can't stay that way all year. This team is too good. Um, and so again, having nine runners, all nine of them being in scoring position and you can't get one of them across. You just kind of knew that the dam was eventually going to break. Uh, and, and we'll get to that uh, when it actually did here in a couple of here in a little bit. Uh, one other thing that uh, I wanted to point out while we're here, because there's not a lot more to talk about in this game, but I felt like it's, this would be might be a good time to talk about it. Um, the closer for the Blue Jays with uh, last name Romano uh, got his 20th Gordon. save on Gordon Romano got his 20th Gordon. save. Gordon. Jordan, Jordan, J Jordan with a J. Not, okay. Yeah, okay. there you okay. go. Not a soft J either. Not a soft no, J. Not Jordan. No. But uh, no. So Jordan Romano uh, pitched an inning and a third, uh, and struck out three batters, and has been uh, nothing short of fantastic for the Blue Jays. And that was a guy that you had kind of brought up that that maybe you wanted to touch base on because I think he could possibly be on this team. Well, you know, in nineteen when the uh, when he was at Rule Five eligible. The Blue Jays left him off of their um, 40 men going into the 2019 season, and the Rangers drafted Jordan Romano in the in the Rule Five draft. And 2019 was a year that they could have hid a guy that mm-hmm. sits 94 to 96 with his fastball, has good off-speed stuff, and that was a year that they could have hid him in that lineup and kept him around and, and been able to, to gain his rights. And I, I feel like they missed on that. I felt like they missed on that in 2019. I, I still feel that way today. Uh, they had a chance to have a guy, you know, I mean, like between, between not keeping Romano and then sending Classe away the mm-hmm. next off season, for uh, uh, Kluber, I mean, mm-hmm. the, that's two closers that this thing could have had in the back end of their bullpen if they would have, you know, I mean, if if they wouldn't have tried to rush so much whenever they were in the middle of a rebuild. But anyways, sure. I sure. mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, 2019 was one of those years they could have hit a guy, they were – good enough ball club and he was a good enough pitcher to you know I'm in to justify keeping around and and they didn't and I you know I mean it happens it happens but you know what else happens right what else happens what what else happens is July 28th at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth Texas ultraviolet enemies is that right Mm. dreamers Dreamers, God, why do I, I every time? It's a, like, it's a very like, unique name. It's a very I unique feel, name for a wrestling. I feel like show. I've never heard anything like me on purpose. Like, <laughs> just, like just for the show, just, so that just we for me, yeah, just for me. Yeah, so okay. I would struggle okay. with it. So, so <laughs> ultraviolet dreamers. Yeah, July twenty yeah. eighth, Southside Preservation Hall. So far, as we know Dante Smiley versus Chris Lyons, part two. We've also got Justin James versus Brick Savage. So we've almost got like the two most extreme opposites that we could possibly have in mm-hmm. match match types. And then, yep. you know, 
we know for sure that Kelly's Onion Burgers is going to be out back throwing together some of the best sandwiches in the state of Texas. We know Starry's Ice Cream is going to be delivering some of the best organic ice cream that you'll ever have in your entire life. And you know it's going to be hot on July 28th. So between Starry's Ice Cream and our boys over there at Martin House Beer, who I'm sure if you could just show them that you're 21 years old, they're going to give you ice cold beer for free all night long. So Love it. join us July 28th, Ultraviolet Dreamers. Mm-hmm. Dreamers, yeah. not enemies. Have ult- Dreamers. Yeah, Ultraviolet, not violent, violet. Violet. Ultraviolet. Dreamers. July, July 28th, 28th yep. Southside yep. Preservation Hall, bell time mm-hmm. 7 p.m. So join us. Me and Kevin will be there. I know I've got yep. something going that night. We'll find out what it is as we get closer to the show. Pretty pumped up. Pretty pumped up. Well, it seems like on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, the Rangers um, kind of—it felt like they turned a little bit of a corner as, as far as as the team goes. Still, over five with runners in scoring position, but they did what all good teams do: they found a way to win at home uh, to put themselves in a position on Sunday to win the series. Rangers take take it four to two have a, uh, a really nice outing again from Dane Dunning, who has now moved to 6-1. And one. and uh, Josh Bores comes out and gets his sixth hold of the season and has really, him as well, turned a corner. And again, this was the point, you know, with the bullpen, I felt like, you know, all weekend the bullpen was was held the team up. Uh, the, the starting pitching was was great the first couple of nights. So again, the pitching this weekend, you, you just can't say enough about about it to keep in, keeping them in the game. And it's not something you've been able to say about the Rangers historically. And you and I have talked about pitching uh, till it's till we're blue in the face all year long. So so we're getting what we asked for. Uh, but the offense uh, came out and did what they had to do to get a W up on there uh, for the Rangers. Well, yeah, they um, I mean, they muscled three home runs. Um mm-hmm put four runs on the board and you know, that was enough for them to not waste another quality start from a pitcher, mm-hmm. which, because I mean, you know, the night before they lost one with a quality start on Saturday night, they were not going to let that happen. Um, young, young got him cap started in the second inning. Heim followed him up with a, uh, with a solo job. And then uh, Seager added one late in the game. And, uh, you know, you never really, even at three to two, you kind of felt like the Rangers were going to put that together. You felt like Dunn was dealing. I mean, Dunning was dealing enough to where, you know, he was going to get get you those six innings, get you out of there with at least a lead. And, um, you know, Josh Spores, I mean, when he goes to the hill right now, you know, you're feeling you're feeling it with him. You're feeling as good about him as he's feeling about it, what he's doing. And, and uh, Josh Spores has been excellent. I mean, not only was that a hold, but that was a two-inning hold and mm-hmm. a, a night where they had basically used uh, most of that start, that most of that bullpen the night before. So he didn't probably have Anderson available. He probably didn't have 
um, LeClerc and Barlow, those guys probably weren't available. And so he decided to go with two innings from Spores. It works again. And uh, that leads him right into Will Smith, who uh, Smith had a, gave up a couple of base runners, but, you know, did what Will Smith does. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get a guy out with a breaking pitch. And that's basically yeah. what he did in the ninth inning. And um, the, the Rangers were just, I mean, they're able to get themselves into a position with, with the three home runs to win another ball game. And uh, the bullpen on top of that starting pitching was definitely good enough to win that game. And, uh, you know, uh, man, I mean, it just looks like every night when you look at the, when you look at their box score, I mean, you look at Seager and he's doing something big and, and that's on a night where, uh, you know, Tavares was a, a, an offer, which is something you don't see very often at all, especially, you know, him and Duran have six at bats and only have one hit between the two of them. Um mm-hmm. Got a couple of hits from Garcia. He scored a run uh, in front of the young home run. And, yep. uh, you know, just uh, enough to win is what they did. And, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing that. Uh, you're seeing that, especially in those tough games where they need that win. They've kind of been able to get them and salvage a little bit of a series in Anaheim, salvage with Tampa Bay last weekend. And this weekend, you know, they were able to – you know, get this win and put themselves in a position to go into Sunday with John Gray on the hill to to get that the, that series win. And you're feeling pretty good about things Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening when the game's over. Yeah, and, and just a couple of little notes about uh, – let me start with Spores. Over those two innings, he threw 19 pitches and 15 of them were strikes. So what – I mean, that, that – that that is not what we're used to with sports. I mean, he had absolute command, uh, his control. That's all we've actually said he ever really lacked was just really being confident in his pitches and, and throwing good strikes and not kind of throwing those balls down the middle um, when he does throw a strike. And then the Josh Young home run, man, it sounded like a shotgun, dude. I mean, you know, like, um, how do I say? Okay, there's just some players when they hit a ball, it sounds like Otani, you know, like some players, yeah. they hit a ball and it just sounds different. Um, Josh Young has hit a few of home runs this year. And again, I don't know how the distance was on this one, but it was just like from the fan eyeball test. He went opposite field with it. I mean, he just, just, I mean, just, just smacked it, man. And Seager's another guy that, you know, really right now is seeing the ball well. And it seems like everything he hits is just a missile. And uh, if he gets any launch angle on it, it's going out of the park because he just he's just just seeing the ball. And I think it was funny on on Sunday they're making a joke about Seager and um and making a joke about Seager and just saying how he's been peppering the wall out there in, in right field, and that's why Springer was basically playing at the warning track when he was up to the plate. So um, nice offensive output for the Rangers. They did what they had to do to win the game, and uh, again. Just happy to see some pitching, uh, stay with it, and uh, a good, uh, just a good overall game. I love to see him win those close games. And, um, you know, you talked about Tavares and you talked about Duran, a couple of guys that uh, have developed in the Rangers system. And uh, if, you know, if, you, if you're into minor league baseball, you like what we're doing here on the, on the major league side, and you want more Rangers content, don't forget to check out our exclusive uh, our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. Uh, we cover all things minor league uh, in the farm system for the Texas Rangers. News, box scores, transactions, call-ups, send-downs, rumors, opinions, hot takes, you name it. 
Uh, we're we're covering it for just a dollar ninety nine a month. You can make our podcast your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide. So go to our Spotify page or check out our website texasrangerswiththeboys.com and subscribe today. We are still uh, we we will not be dropping that top ten uh, as we had hoped over the weekend, but it is still coming, and you will get to know who our top ten minor league players are right now okay. with Rangers. Give me a break. Arms. I'm on vacation. He's on vacation, and it's no big deal. We uh, we we are we are no one's worried about it, but it's coming. Um, now let's get to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Rangers critical mass. Finally, finally reach critical mass with runners in scoring position. The team that we have seen all year uh, showed itself uh, going five for 12 with runners in scoring position. Uh, incredible uh, outpouring for the Rangers in terms of runs. As you say, they put up crooked numbers. And basically for more than half of the game, they put up those crooked numbers because only three innings that the Rangers came up the bat. I'm sorry, four innings where the Rangers came up the bat. Did they not score a run? Uh, so they they were out there half the time scoring runs and not just one or one run, but they were scoring them in bunches. So every well, inning it was, uh, it was, yeah, and they're pouring it on. Uh, they, well, yeah, they, they were down six zip. It was the biggest comeback of the year uh, for the Rangers. Yeah, they, um, you know, the it was not exactly the John Gray start that we all envisioned Saturday night <laughs> after the after the big win and you're thinking oh three quality starts in a weekend for the Rangers and a chance to win a series against a good team in in Toronto and uh, uh, that was not what happened at all John Gray struggled from the get-go and I don't know if it was I don't know if it was uh, more maybe just uh, skipping that start and not having the the you know, I don't know. I don't want to speculate anything. Maybe it just does a night where the Toronto Blue Jays got him, and that happens too because those guys over there in Blue Jays uniforms are pretty good at baseball too. So, uh, you know, that happens. Um, but the, the thing was is that, you know, just because they fell down 6 nothing, there was never a point where uh, you looked at them and there was no hung heads. There was no, oh, John King's coming into the game. No, they – they believe John King can get outs in the big leagues, and that's why he's on the baseball team, and that's what he did today. He got outs for the team, mm-hmm. he got outs, and, and kept them in a position to come back in this game. And, you know, when John King left the game, he was in line for a win. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, the perseverance was basically what that was. I mean, I was kind of watching, uh, you, you know, the, the, um, uh, the service – isn't exactly great in uh, the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone National Park. So yesterday I was kind of watching as my service would come back on and off, and uh, we were uh, me and the me and the bull man were trying to keep up as much as we could. And I looked down; it was six to nothing. We're going, oh man, what the hell? And then you know, before we lose a little, a little service, I'm looking. I'm like, hey, they got a couple here in the in the third. And then that cuts it to six to two. And then I'm looking at it. Hey, it's six to four. The next thing you know, it's six to six, six to eight to six Rangers. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I don't exactly know how all because I'm not going to, you know, venture back. But the Rangers, they put together, you know, good inning after good inning. And 
they got a lot of help from a lot of guys on uh, on Sunday, but mostly it was Ezekiel Duran, uh, Leody Tavares, and uh, Corey Seager. Those guys kind of carried the ship, and and man, Corey Corey Seager is having some kind of season. I mean, yeah. he's just that guy every time he comes up to the plate, and every time he comes up, and there's a runner on base. I mean, it was like when Simeon had the the double in the what seventh or whatever whatever that inning was that they put up three more runs uh yeah the bottom half of the seventh it's like you know Tavares hits the home run clears the bases um Simeon gets the double and you just knew that Seager was going to drive him in mm-hmm. you just knew you didn't even like yeah. you didn't even no there was no question about it it was going to happen well uh, and let and, me take you back uh let me take you back to the kind of the the crux of the game and uh, we, you mentioned a lot of players that had uh, major, major moments in this game, but a guy that has, it's hard, it's hard for him not to kind of go under the radar just because there's so many great hitters having so many great moments on this team right now. But in the bottom of the fifth, it was Jonah Heim that actually hit the, the home run that tied the game, which actually put him at a career high uh, with 49 runs batted in. And then you mentioned Leona Tavares comes up uh, comes up with uh, with Mitch Garver on base, uh, with Mitch Garver on second, and uh, Zeke Duran on third, hits a single, um, and those two guys, uh, I'm sorry, Garver scores, and that puts the Rangers ahead and, uh, you know, put, put Zeke Duran over at third base. Uh, then, you know, Marcus Simeon comes in, knocks him in as well. So that inning was just kind of a, a moment, I think, for the Rangers as a team. And I think it brings back a point that it kind of it, that has been made over and over and over about this team, and that this team has heart, man. Like they they are fighters. They have heart. They they don't give up on themselves. They don't get down uh, when they're when they're struggling. They don't get too too far up when they're when they're playing well. And this was a game of pure. I would say both games, Saturday and Sunday, were both games just pure heart and attrition like did this team say we're not losing this series at home we're going to get out of the slump that we're in and and man did they did they ever do that and again it's those guys at the bottom of the lineup uh today obviously Corey Seager was uh, had another one of his just outstanding days with four hits and three runs batted in and hit just a hit you know a couple missiles uh out to right field well and, and but, then when you look and then you look at the bullpen and the job that they did John yep. King uh just just the one earned run but no hits you know which that one just let me jump in real quick on that one uh that one was still i mean it it was not really like a a hit hit it was just a ball that that bounced out of seager's glove where he you know a play he normally makes he didn't make the play and that goes as a hit on on grant anderson and of course that was john king's run that he had uh on base there so it wasn't really um you know, a really, uh, it's an earned run, but it wasn't something where, you know, right, they got right. a runner on, they not, they moved him over, they got a, they got a hit and they scored. It was just kind of one of those plays that, that's kind of a, a kind of a fluke play where, um, yeah, the bullpen was just outstanding all weekend. Grant Anderson sitting at a 225 earned run average. The only guy that's been able to get to him was Shohei Otani, which he's getting to everybody right now. So, yeah, um, yeah the, bull, the bullpen looked really good. He'll- he he kind of dry, drove you a little crazy yesterday, but he got through his half inning, and, <sighs> and you yeah. know how it is. It's like Leclerc. He's a, he, right now. He's only as good as his last out, and his last outs have all been 
you know, he's got six in a row without giving up any runs. So, you know, I mean, like I said, he's only as good as his last out, but his last six outs have been good. So, uh, you know, and the same thing with Barlow. Barlow's another one of those guys that he's only as good as his last outs. And, and that's almost mm-hmm. everybody on the in the bullpen right now is they're they're only as good as their last outs. Yep, seven, seven for 10 between Duran uh, and Tavares. So just an outstanding game from those guys. Actually, if you put Seager in that, uh, you're looking at 11 for 15 uh, from those three guys alone. Uh, six, six runs driven in, uh, looking at six runs total, six runs scored. So those guys were just on fire uh, yesterday. Uh, so great win for the Rangers, and you know what? We definitely a happy flight to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Chicago, we don't have a starter uh, for the uh, White Sox, the team on the south side of Chicago. Uh, we do know that Andrew Heaney is going for the Rangers and feeling very confident about him uh, going out there in this game on the road. And just a quick note about the White Sox, when we were talking about players that, you know, Dead trade deadline uh, pieces that we might look at, man. There were there was a handful of them uh, on the White Sox. So, and those are also a bunch of guys that are you know anywhere you look for trade rumors for the Rangers. There's a few. Th- those are a lot of the guys that uh, are at the top of the list for for speculative trades. Regardless of whether you're listening to our show or on Twitter or or on the internet, wherever you're you're getting your news from, besides us, uh, you know everybody's talking about that. So. We'll get a firsthand we'll look at some of this talent. Get to see, we probably won't get to see Lucas Gioletta and Lance Lynn because they went the last couple of nights for Chicago. So I don't exactly know what we're going to see yet. Maybe we'll see Dylan Cease at some point in this uh, this thing. But, uh, you know, uh, the White Sox, they're not playing very good baseball. But, uh, you know, they're still a Major League Baseball team and they're going to be playing at home. And, uh, you know, the Rangers got to – uh, seven o'clock with them tomorrow night, and uh, they'll do it Tuesday and Wednesday as well. But we'll talk about those as we get there, huh? But before we jump out, let's real quick. We took you brought up Lance Lynn, and uh, last night Lance Lynn, and again we we talked about you know his his potential, uh, even though his numbers may not may not show it. Lance Lynn had sixteen strikeouts in seven innings last night for the White Sox, and we know he loves Texas, and Texas loves him. Um, you know, we probably probably wouldn't cost a whole lot to get him get him back here. So, uh, anyways, uh, I, I digress on that one, and and I, I'm ready to take it home if you are. No, oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I love Lance Lynn. We'll see what happens, but you know, uh, there's some other guys that have some. If you know you're going to be trading for a guy that you want to get for a little while, I wouldn't be uh, upset at Dylan Cease either. You know, so and no. Michael Kepich as well. So they got some guys over there. So. Really, all five of those guys in their rotation. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw them out of the rotation here. No, not at all. Not at all. I think they could all help us out. So, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning into the show today. And uh, Rangers uh, take one, take two or three from uh, from Toronto over the weekend, and uh, leading the division by four and a half. So don't forget to follow Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one one. There it is. And don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys where we cover all minor league uh, news with the Rangers. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting uh, platform. 
And for tonight, this is Texas, today, this is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.